Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from the ESPN studios at Pier 17 in the Seaport District of New York City, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Legacy is a tricky and nuanced conversation. Part of what makes it difficult is that you can do everything the way you think you need to. You can try to do everything the right way. You can do everything in a way that you think cements your legacy. But you don't really control your legacy in the end. Other people will step up, speak out, and they'll somehow try to decide what your life's work is actually worth. So the question becomes, when you're one of the best of all time, how much should you care what anyone has to say in that conversation? It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance and HD. We'll get in a second to the quotes of KD. But I, I think there's, before we even get into what he thinks about legacy, I want to talk to you about legacy because uh, you played in the NFL. For, for how long, right? And it, it's not what defines the rest of your life. I know you well enough at this point to know that, nope. you know, your family and your faith is what fi- defines you, right? Like that that's what, what drives Harry Douglas. But when we talk about Harry Douglas, football player, we even had one of your former coaches a few weeks ago talk about how great you were and how underappreciated you were in the room that you were in. And those are the moments that I sit back and I think legacy is so difficult because you don't always control the way the general population or the people in front of a microphone or or the ESPN radio talents. Like you don't have control no matter what you do. All you can do is lay out a body of work and then somebody else arbitrarily from an arm's length just reviews what you did and decides what your legacy is. That in and of itself makes this conversation tricky. Well, and, and I will say this, though, Fitz, um, from my experience, Part of what I wanted my legacy to be is every time I stepped out on the football field, whether it was practice, whether it was in a game, whether we, we were in the meeting room, whether we were in the cafeteria and the way I treated the staff, all of that is a part of your legacy and how people define you and how you are during those moments, right? Um, I think one of the most important things to me is treating the people that you work with behind the scenes just as, as good as you treat the people that's on the camera or on the football field with you. That was big for me. That was a part of my legacy. Also taking pride in what you did every single day, not taking plays off, not trying to cheat the system, going hard no matter what, studying properly uh, so your teammates can look at you in a light and say, you know what, I, I need to be like Harry or I, I need to do things like he like he does it. Or I know this guy isn't going to let us down and I know he's going to give it 110 percent in what, whatever he's doing, whether it's football, media, with my family and my kids, all those type of things define legacy. And when you look at a guy like Kevin Durant and, you know, how good he's been on the basketball court, you're talking about a guy now who's won the NBA championship twice. He's been the finals MVP. He's been MVP of the league. So when he says things like, you know, he's not worried about what people say about his legacy, I believe him. I believe him because Kevin Durant loves the game of basketball. You know what people can never question about KD? The effort that he puts out out there on the court every time he's playing if he's studying the right way uh, for the opponent that they're playing or whatever playoff series they're, they're getting ready to go to. You know, there's never been a person that came out and said, you know what, Kevin Durant doesn't like basketball. He's not going to sit out just because, you know, he, he's sitting out. That's, that's, that's a part of his legacy. So when he says things like he's not worried about what other people are, are saying or trying to define his legacy, I 100% believe him because that's, that, that's what he's shown us. 
and I think it it speaks to two things can be true. Like you can care what people say, but it doesn't mean you're worried about legacy. And I I think they're two very separate yeah, conversations. And it doesn't have to to define you either. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I'll go back to when I was touring in music. One of the weirdest things about the music business is that you work your whole life to get on stage. And I'll never forget the first time I opened up a newspaper and there was a review of a concert I played in. And the guy actually said in the review, the fiddle player was more worried about running around on stage like a like a bear on a bicycle at a circus show. Than, and, and like that line hit me and it, and it hurt me at the time. And I was like, man, I've worked my whole life to get to this moment. And the guy calls me a circus act. But quickly I realized in the music, business. I can put all of my heart and soul into everything. I can't change the way some random reviewer is going to talk about it. I can't change the way somebody on social media is going to view the music I've made. All I can do, and in my situation, all I ever wanted to do is make impact. Like I wanted, I remember the first time I heard November Rain by Guns N' Roses. I wanted to play in an orchestra on a record like that. I did. And I, I remember the first time I heard a Garth Brooks song with a fiddle on it. I wanted to play on a record like that. And I did. And I remember my first concert. I wanted to make those impacts. And I did. So I care very much about the way my work could can, could could impact people. But I never really cared about whether or not that led, uh, left a lasting legacy to the world. So I think that's why it's easy for me to see KD saying, quote, I don't care about legacy. I used to. used to want to carve out a lane or a space in the same for myself that people can remember, but it's become too much of a thing now. It's just become too much of a focus on other people. What's he's done? What's he's done? Comparisons. Before, when we wasn't doing all this debating, I cared about it. I'm about to be in the same breath as the, these top guys. It was big. Nowadays, I truly, truly don't care. I just want to go out there and produce, be the best that I could be, go home, hang with my family. That's it. That all kind of makes sense. I think that's a really healthy place to be in. Like, you and I can't worry about what somebody thinks about the legacy of Fitz and Harry. We can only worry about are we coming in doing our best every single day? Every day. That's it. Every single day. And it's it's funny to me when people say, you know, KD took the easy road joining the Warriors. Well, let's take basketball out of the equation. Tell me what human being wouldn't want to better their life and better their situation. (laughs) <laughs> but, but all of a sudden, when we get to Kevin Durant and him joining the Warriors, it's a small move. It's a move that he shouldn't have made. It, it, it's view, it's frowned upon from other people because he bettered his situation. He bettered his life. He got two NBA championships out of it and two Finals MVPs. If you, I, I don't get, I would never get it. I would never understand it, Fitz. No matter what you're doing, if you work in any business, there's a competitor somewhere. If I came to you tomorrow and said whether like you're working for, you know, you're working for Samsung and you could go work for Apple and all of a sudden you can go work for Apple. And by the way, you get to work with some of your best friends and you're going to put out some of the best product and you're going to have a blast doing it. And you're going to be happy. Like we're supposed to fault that. Like at the end of the day, all KD did was decide that he wanted to go play basketball somewhere with people he wanted to play with towards trying to win a championship, which he wanted to win. And now we're all up in our feelings some kind of way. And it's it's a bunch of people sitting in front of a microphone trying to dissect what he should have done when the, the, the simple truth here is that a grown-ass man made a decision that he wanted to go play with his friends and try and win a championship. And he guess what? He did. The best decision for his life. Who are me and you, not saying me and you literally, but hypothetically, who are me and you to say Kevin Durant made the wrong moves for his damn life, Fitz? Who, who are we as people to say what somebody is doing wrong with their life? 
which is why even when we were having our, our show meeting yesterday and Devin, one of our producers, and I were talking about KD and championship rings, one of the things we started talking about in our meeting was just nothing's going to change people's minds on KD. Right? If, if, if he wins go. a championship this year in Phoenix, all anyone's going to say is, well, he still needed Devin Booker and Chris Paul and you know he yep. still needed DeAndre Ayton. Like, it's such a wildly stupid conversation to me to come in and try and minimize somebody. Like, I, I keep reading all the people that yell about uh, participation awards and how we shouldn't have that as a society, but we also at the same time live in a society that dumbs down actual championships because they weren't won the way you think they should be won. Like, who the hell are you? Well, well new, newsflash, I don't think these guys are going to win championships by themselves. I, I don't think it was ever like that, though, Vince. Name me a superstar that won a championship by himself. When we're talking about the 80s and we're talking about the 90s and we're talking about the 2000s. Like, name me somebody who won a championship by themselves. It's, people are it doesn't so, work like that. Uh, people are so consumed with how rosters are constructed that they're not just sitting there acknowledging that. I don't, I, I don't give a damn how Showtime came together in the 80s. Showtime came together in the 80s. So that was an incredible team yep. that had some Hall of Famers. I don't care how Scotty and Pippen and Michael Jordan came together with, at one point, Dennis Rodman or Horace Grant or whoever you want to put there. I, it, it was a great team with all-time players. I don't really care how Shaq and Kobe came together. We watched them win a bunch of championships. I don't yep. care where KD goes. If he wins championships, like that's supposed to be, we, we sit here all the time and we tell players, you should want to win a championship. Now you got a guy that wants to, and it's like, well, you should be more loyal to the process. It's just <laughs> the stupid moving the goalposts constantly. Well, that's that's what they do. And you look at LeBron James. LeBron started winning his championships when he got more help, right? Kobe Bryant won a championship without Shaq, but guess who else he had? He had Paul Gasol. Right, So you need other guys along the process to get to that point. We're not in a place where guys can just say, you know, this is the superstar player. Okay, you want you, you think it's like that? Look at Luka before Kyrie got there. And even when Kyrie's there, look at Luka. What, all, what, what does everybody keep saying? Luka needs help. He needs a Robin. Point, ex- point exactly. Yeah, this is, this is the hardest part of this conversation because I think two things can be true. I think KD cannot care about legacy, and KD can also care about people tweeting him in the moment. I think KD can can care greatly about listening to everybody that he doesn't really respect to sit there and disrespect his game. I think that's human nature for some people, and that's part of how he's wired. I, I yep. will never forget texting Dan Orlovsky one day when I saw people just were ripping him on Twitter about something, and I was like, man, I'm really sorry you're having a rough day on social media. And Dan's genuine response was, oh, I don't care. I don't see any of it, and what I do, I don't care what people think. Not Most people are not wired like that, right? And so the fact that KD cares about what's being tweeted doesn't necessarily mean he cares about what any of those uh, conversations will mean for his long-term legacy. Those are some of our thoughts on it. We want your thoughts on KD's legacy. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776+. Plus. One rant from one of our best you have to hear about why KD's championships absolutely matter. We'll play it for you next. More your thoughts on Kevin Durant and his legacy. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
Turn off the lights. Light a candle. Oh yes. Light a candle. Dum. Spits and Harry. Dum dum dum. We're coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Let's take a shower. I mean, this is shower just, together. If you're, turning in, if you're tuning in for the first time, we always have to remind you on Fridays. It's Love Fridays. We like to set the mood during the afternoon for what your night could look like. So we're we're getting everybody right, right? We're getting you getting you right, getting you you know, make sure you feel smooth and uh, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. So I don't get fired. Uh, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm sure they love me telling you that right then. Uh, in the meantime, you guys are chiming in on Katie's legacy. This comes from his quote: "I don't care about legacy. I used to. I used to." want to carve out a lane or space in the game for myself that people can remember, but it's become too much of a thing now. It's just becomes too much of a focus on other people. What's he done? What's he's done? Comparisons. That's a part of his quote. We were talking a lot about legacy and how difficult it can be. We want you guys to chime in. 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729-3776. Travis in Iowa calling the show, man. Travis, appreciate you, man. What you got? Travis? Travis? Travis hung up. Oh, Travis hung up. Evan, Evan, producer extraordinaire. We're gonna. We're, we're, I'm just gonna. Evan looks dumbfounded here. Evan, you were. I just let the world know you were worked up about I, Travis's little, call. What little, was? I think I might have scared him off. I apologize, guys. I I I should have <laughs> I should have let him on the air because it would have been entertaining. So his point was that. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I don't need, like, uh, let's tell, just give it to me as Travis. Let's play the role. Evan, you're now Travis, <laughs> so you're going to play the role. This is what we're going to do now. If you hang up, we're going to let Evan interpret your call the way okay. Evan sees fit, which is not going to work out for you well. All right, so give us Travis. So, yeah, um, so, you know, the one thing that hurts Katie's legacy is, you know, he, he was, cha- he chased rings. Like, he went to Golden State and he chased rings, and you, you'd never see the older generation chase rings because the older generation did everything perfectly. Like Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like those guys, they never did anything. Everything was perfect in okay. the olden days okay. of basketball. <laughs> okay, thank you, Travis. Thank you, Travis. Uh, Harry, as the ten-year NFL vet in the yeah. room, you want to respond to chasing rings? Yeah, uh, I played. I started playing football at like six, seven years old. All I ever wanted to do was win a ring. Whether it was high school, college, National Football League. One of the things I still wish, at the age I am right now, is that I I had a doggone ring, Fitz. So you played the game to win rings. You played the game to be fulfilled by championships. If you feel like you have to go somewhere else to win a championship to better your life and get that fulfillment, then I'm all for you doing it. Uh, Otherwise, what the hell's the point? You're doing it. For, what are and, you doing it for? And, and this concept that the older generation didn't do it. I mean, again, the Bulls did go out and acquire Dennis Rodman. I know that there was some questions about Rodman at the time when he was acquired, but let's not pretend that the Bulls were out here with Michael Jordan and then just a bunch of me's. Like it wasn't Michael Jordan and the traveling was, Fitzes. Was he not on winning. the Was he not on the Pistons before? Yeah, before oh, the Bulls, yeah, of course. Okay, just make in sure. San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, he, he bounced sure. around. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, there is some Horace Grant bounced around. I mean, there there were, there were certainly players. Was Shaq not in Orlando before he went to L.A.? Uh, but uh, see, this is the problem. Everybody's everybody's worried about now. Currently, okay. it feels like KD's moving around to find rings. To which I would say to anybody that's working anywhere in the world, I don't care what you do. If you're working for the second best company at what you do, and the absolute best company comes in and says, "Hey, man." We've hired a bunch of your buddies over here. 
We're going to pay you the exact same money. You can be part of the best company in the world. You can get whatever you want out of it. You can do whatever you want out of it. And you will be at the top of the mountain. Why would you not do that? Can I? So I'm with you guys on. Oh, the he, there's, there's a big old. I think, I think what people are upset about is that he he didn't just join a, a, a random team. He joined a team that won the NBA the the regular season record. They ha, they hold the record. They didn't win the the championship that year, but he, that's the team he joined. The team oh. that he lost to in the playoffs. I understand that, but so who cares? I know that's what so? I'm saying. That's where people are coming from. Well, and so? I think you're saying Nick in Missouri. Let's get Nick in Missouri on. Nick, talk to us, brother. Thanks for calling Fitz and Harry. What do you got, man? Hey guys, uh, yeah, my my thunder was just stolen, but uh, I I totally can see the other side. Uh, you guys bring up valid points, I and mean, I'm not going to throw you know what on KD, um, but I do think that a lot of the uh, anger against him is particularly due to him joining the Warriors after you know losing to them in seven games the previous season. I guess my question so is, who did y'all want him to join? Y'all want him to stay in OKC? No, I'm going to join him. Well, like, uh, here's the thing, though, Nick. I I don't know. I don't know what you do for a living. Uh, but like, if you had the chance to go from wherever you work now to the absolute leader, like, I, and I'll go back to me doing what I do. If I had the chance to grow a podcast from the down, ground up or join ESPN and hang out with Harry Douglas every day, am I a traitor because I gave up on my podcast dreams to suddenly cash out and join the worldwide leader? Like, why why do we arbitrarily hold this to to athletes, Nick? Get that too, but what what is the highest mountain of competition? It's athletics, and I mean, I, I I think you're kind of blurring lines with the company example because it's 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 the same, but it's not. I mean, there is one championship every single year. If you join another company, you can be successful. That other company can be highly successful as well. So were no free agents allowed to sign with the Eagles this year because they won the Super Bowl last year? I, listen, or Chiefs? I, 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 mean, sorry, I totally Chiefs. get your side, and I'm I'm not even necessarily arguing against it. I'm saying I think specifically because OKC loses to the or loses to the Warriors in seven games, tightly contested series, and shortly thereafter, KD jump ships and signs to them. And, and, and Nick, thanks for the call, man. I, I genuinely appreciate it, and we we appreciate both he, perspectives. He was wanted by the Warriors too. Now, right? Let's Thank not you. leave that point out. Thank you, Harry. They, and he would not. They wouldn't have not, would not have won those other two championships if Katie wasn't. I, I honestly believe that if Katie wasn't on that roster. I mean, would AJ Brown be would be would AJ Brown be viewed poorly? If right now he suddenly was shipped to the Chiefs and that's how we won a Super Bowl. Are we going to turn around and be like, oh man, I don't know, man. You lost the Super Bowl to him last year. Now all you had to do is go join up with Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Like We only do this in the NBA and we only do it with certain NBA players. I have never heard anybody question the legacy of big shot Bob, Robert Ory. Nobody ever talks about like, this is what he got, like 87 championships? Seven, I think it is. But like they all come <laughs> from different teams and different... But he was, not, was he not ring chasing when he was going from one spot to the next. There's a difference between Robert Ory and Kevin Durant. Why? In terms of player. Yeah, but but see that that's the problem. We're holding one player to a wildly different standard because he's simply better than other players. Like that doesn't make any sense. I also just don't understand. Like like Harry said, a the Warriors recruited him to go there because they knew he was the they missing piece. Wanted the, him. The they Warriors him. also didn't win the championship. Yes, they beat Kevin Durant's Thunder, but they weren't good enough to beat LeBron, and they needed Kevin Durant to put them over the top. And what? 
happened after they got Kevin Durant. They beat LeBron twice in two years. And if Kevin Durant doesn't get happen get doesn't get hurt in 2019, they beat the Raptors too. He was the best player in basketball. And when he went to a team that was good enough to win a title, he put them over the top. It's not like he went to a team that won the championship and then won more championships. They didn't win the championship before he got there. He got there, they won championships. He was the reason they won those championships. Harry, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Former athlete in the room, has anyone ever walked in to hang out with you, had a big old championship ring on their finger, and you've said, eh? No, I'm um, immediately jealous. I mean, that's... Because they have a ring and I don't. That, that, and, and that's what I spent my entire life trying to get. You work your whole life. You sacrifice everything just to get the opportunity to win one. I'm not going to fault somebody uh, that does. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. A bunch of you guys want to chime in. We will let you continue to chime in and get check this out. We're having like a nuanced conversation with everybody. Not yelling at everybody. It's a love Friday. So it's all love on all that we're talking about. We'll continue to, get, to let you get in on this. Plus, is one NFL player chasing rings? We'll tell you about that. But first, Harry is going to tell you this about Granger. Turn off the lights for the ones who get it done. Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. The Slim Reaper returns. Durant backing down, backing down, the fadeaway. He got it! Kevin may be a basketball god. I'm glad I'm back. I'm glad I'm into the, to the zone of playing again and being around the guys and being one of the guys again. So just keep building from here. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, and they just added the easy money sniper. My favorite if he's healthy. This team absolutely believes with him on the floor, they can win a title this season. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, and Seal getting you into some Love Fridays. Kiss from a rose. All right, Harry. Everybody's fired up about KD's legacy. Again, his quote, I don't care about oh, legacy. Can I say this first? Yes, Everybody's please. fired up about another man's legacy. That's the, that's the part that's even bothering me the most. I, Seriously. No, nah, it is it is alarming how much we all want to qualify greatness. That's just and I don't know how what what can be done at this point. This is one thing that I continually say is that like like I said earlier, if you went to chip this year with Phoenix, people aren't going to turn around and let that change any part of the portion of the KD conversation, right? Like th- this conversation's dug in the way it is. Devin's fired up. Devin's I, in there. No, no, no. I, I I'm I just think it's funny how we're saying how can people talk about this? We've been talking about this for three straight segments, and we're taking calls on it. Yeah, right? I, I know. So like we're we're part of the machine here. Like we got to be honest with ourselves. Here. Yeah, yes, we are. But here's my thing, though, Devin, because I, I I've been in Kevin Durant's shoes. 
You know what I'm saying? Not not the player that he is in football, but I've been there, right? So I, if I if I had an opportunity to do what's best for my career, I'm gonna do what's best for my career. I don't care what anybody else has to say about it. I really don't. And this is what I keep saying: like if if somebody decides they want to go join the Chiefs, does that mean that they're ring chasing? Why is it so different? It's different, I guess, because he's KD and he's one of the best players in the entire world. But to me, if one of the best players in the entire world wants to go play with another one of the best players in the entire world, who am I to tell him he can't go play with the best players in the entire well, world? I'll give you an example. I played with Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez came to the Chiefs and came to Atlanta. Was he ring chasing because he came and played with us? I mean, nobody ever like, chases rings in Atlanta. Shut up. <laughs> you a-hole. We went 13-3, and three, two seasons, had the uh, number one season. I have that coming. I, I mean, I got that coming. I got that coming. Let's go to Mike in California. Mike, thanks for calling the show, man. What do you got? Yeah, no problem. Uh, first of all, I love KD. He's awesome. And I don't blame him for switching teams. But I think from a perception is that switching teams, I, I think you learn everything that you learn in life is learned in grammar school, right? Is I treat it like the, the really good kids in grammar school all bonded together and got a good team together and beat the crap out of everybody else. And that kind of tarnished the image of you kind of cheated out, but that one kid that was incredible that joined the, the weaker team and we beat the winning team felt better. So to me, it's a perception of how he's looking to everybody else by kind of cheating the system and joining and screwing around with a, a really, really good team. But no blame for him switching teams. Here, 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 here's the Go thing. Two, two things Kevin Durant was able to learn when he when he joined the uh, Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant became a better defender. He became a better defender. He understood team basketball at a higher level when he went to the Golden State Warriors. So not only did Kevin Durant join the Warriors – and did what was best for his career, he learned two of the most important things as well. Not saying that he wasn't a team guy when he was in OKC. He learned how to be a better team guy, playing with, playing in Golden State alongside Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, on top of learning how to be a better defensive player so he could become the best player in the NBA. I, I think at every level, we've all been around kids that are, you know, and, and adults that are spectacular athletes. And if they have the chance to play with other spectacular athletes and have more fun doing it, why would they not want to? I don't, I don't like it's just very simple in my mind. Scott in Baltimore chiming in. Scott, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. What you got? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. How are you? No, we're great. Good, thanks. Good. I got to tell you, I mean, maybe it's me. It's just a pet peeve, but I, I just get so annoyed when people think that they have a right to have even an opinion to tell someone what they should do with their lives. Or unless you're a total masochist, your objective in life is always to better yourself. And it's to what you think is to better yourself, not what someone else thinks to better themselves. And especially when I hear national reporters, et cetera, talking about, oh, he's a traitor, he this, he that. Well, excuse me, but then the same rule applies to you. You know, you are you still working at the at the Times Picayune doing a local high school beat? No. When a better opportunity came along and you deemed it better, you jumped at it. So you did the exact same thing. I, I agree with that a thousand percent. And by the way, I think that's a great analogy by you. And you could grow things like the Times uh, if you kept all the best writers sitting there 
and working just with them. Like the, the thought would be you could be a part of something. As I said earlier, I had a choice when I got into this business. Did I want to try and uh, grow a, a podcast? And that's how I got to ESPN. For anyone that doesn't know, I, I grew a podcast. But there was a, a moment for me for my podcast where I was like, am I going to try and do my own thing or do I want to work for ESPN? And for me, the answer was very simple. I, I said from the day I did my first podcast, someday I wanted to work for the worldwide leader. Like that meant something to me. I wanted to be an ESPN guy. So, you know, I, I can't fault somebody else for wanting to be amongst the best. And, and be some part of that. Let's go to John in Atlanta. John, what do you got? John. John, we got you. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I'm here. Hello? Yeah, come on, brother. We can hear you and your static, okay. John. Yeah. I just want to say real quick, um, as we talk about uh, the thing is that a part of, I think, Kevin Durant's legacy, they tied to the Warriors as far as them helping them win. But what about the fact that if you talk, we're just talking about greatness, not about the way. If you look at all the other superstars before, Jordan, Bird, none of them, I never hear anybody complain about the fact that LeBron made a complaint to the NBA and the NBA changed a, a tech that wasn't there and added it. So Draymond Green. Nope, we lost him. We had him, we lost him. I, I don't know where he was going with that. Uh, we, we lost John. So uh, there we go. We're, we're out on this. It's. <laughs> It's interesting to me only because, Harry, like, what's the point? The point is to win championships. You've echoed that a million times. I've echoed that a million times. Also, the point here for me is that KD can't be worried about it because he doesn't control what any of us are going to say about the legacy. He could win the next 10, 10 championships, and there's still going to be people that are out there finding a reason to fault it. So I don't know why you worry about it. We'll keep taking calls on it throughout the show, though. You guys fired up? We want you to have a voice on this show. We love the community of Fitz and Harry. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The question is, is one NFL player ring chasing? We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Love Fridays on Fitz and Harry. We find out a lot about the mood of our guys. Uh, Devin, Devin, a little bit more upbeat. Last week, Devin was a little more sensual with the Love Friday music. This week, a little more upbeat. Devin bringing the heat. Fitz and Harry. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. If you're watching us on the ESPN app right now, Harry's dancing, which echoes the sentiment of something we've seen all day. Kimberly Martin, Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter. Kmart, did you see the dance moves this morning for Harry Douglas on? Oh, on what, what did we think? I, I, you know what? That's my guy. So I'm always going to give Harry 10, 10 out of 10 stars. Um, I, I did think. Greenies dance moves were better though. So, um, <laughs> but you know, you know, ten's not bad. Greenie was a 12, 12 out of ten. Okay, Harry's ten out of ten. Kmart, we need we need <laughs> Greenie dancing more. On get up. Do we? Do I, really do. I I commented. No, I commented on your Instagram post. I said we need Greenie dancing at least once a show. Like <laughs> like every show. He's got to start like swiveling those hips a little bit. <laughs> they're going to make a whole segment out of like the greeny shimmy or something. There, there's going to be something there. All right, let's get to football so people in the car uh, don't get mad at us. Uh, Kmart, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is all over the news. What's the latest on OBJ from what you heard at the owners' meetings? Yeah, so it, it's wild. Like the fact that, you know, this is a guy who said, um, I'm not quite where I want to be physically. The fact that he's coming off a second ACL 
um, the fact that he's he may not be the same player. Everybody in the NFL knows Odell can still make plays for you. He's still a guy on the field that, that you have to account for, which is why I would call this, all things considered, I would call this a pretty robust um, market for Odell. And I would think the Jets are at the top of the list, especially once they're able to finalize this Aaron Rodgers trade. If I'm Odell, I want to come back to New York, but I want to be wearing green and white. Um, one of the teams that, that is interested in him, that did speak with him in Phoenix when he was there for the owners' meetings, said that the, you know he's a great dude, the meeting went well, and they expected him to be ready by OTA. So, you know, this is a long time coming for Odell, who's wanted to be back on the field but in the right situation. And I think based on the teams that we've heard, Jets, Giants, you know, even talked to the Rams, he's he talked to the Ravens. Um, I would think even, even you know, their teams that still are contenders, I think would be interested in Odell, and I think they'd get a, a pretty good deal. Now, Kmart, I made some noise this morning. Mm-hmm. Don't get up, first you take. You made so what? You always causing trouble. I know, what did you I do? know, I know. I, I said if the Jets get Odell Beckham Jr. and the trade goes through with Aaron Rodgers, obviously those two things mm-hmm. got to coexist with one another. Mm-hmm. I'm picking the Jets to win the AFC East. How do you feel about that? Oh, I see nothing wrong with that. Oh. Although I was on Sports Center, I was on Sports Center with Lewis Riddick, and you know he was talking about Miami. Now, Dolphin fans, don't kill me, don't come in my mentions or anything like that. But I think you, you have to me, the Jets would be the favorite because they would have a better quarterback than the Dolphins. Um, there's still questions about Tua's um, his durability and how many games. He plays. I think when you talk about the Dolphins, we have to say if two is healthy, if he plays, you know, 17 games, all that stuff. With with the Jets, I know there are a lot of variables. The sooner they get this Aaron Rodgers deal finalized, the sooner we know that he can show up. The question is, will he show up? Um, chances are maybe not, probably not, that he would he would come for the full voluntary stuff. Um, but to me, I think if I'm the Jets, Go, you're already going for Aaron Rodgers. Like this is let's let's go all in. Let's try to do whatever we can to support the young roster, but the a talented young roster that we have. Get a guy like Odell because when you cover teams like the Chiefs, when you cover teams like like the Bengals, um, and and even the Dolphins too. Like when you're talking to defensive coordinators, like okay, how do you? Which guy do you stop first? And they're always like, you can't. Like they just have too many weapons. Like. When's the last time we've, we've felt that way about the Jets? And we've seen them add so many guys where it's like, oh, well, you can cover Garrett, but you also have to account for Brees. You also have to account for Nicole Hardman. You also have to account for Odell. Like, Ooh. honestly, pick your poison. And I think that's where the Jets need to go all in. Like, don't go half in. You, you go for Aaron Rodgers, might as well get a scoop up Odell, too, and see if you guys can make it all the way to February. Can't worry. Fitz over here hating, shaking his head, and all this nonsense. HT's over here doing an end zone dance the whole time because he's celebrating you agree with him. That's my girl. That's my girl. She knows what's good. Like, he's giving me, like, little temptations moves from, like, like that. Like, he's just showing off a little of that Motown swag. All right. So, just let me ask you this, though. Considering the fact that Josh Allen didn't have the best year last year, that they were without Von Miller and Hyde for some of the year for health reasons, Mm -hmm. I mean, are you anticipating Buffalo takes a step back this year? You know what is interesting? I felt like I felt the last two seasons. Now, I was a columnist in Buffalo briefly. So I was there before Josh Allen arrived, and I've covered them since he's been there. 
I felt the last two seasons, like the window is closing on Buffalo. And that sounds wild because Josh Allen, I think he is like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I love Josh Allen. But Buffalo always seems to feel like later in the season, it feels like they get a little too tight. Like, like it just feels like if this isn't the year, next year has to be the year. They got to get it done. Um, but having Vaughn back, huge. Having, you know, having secondary pieces back, huge. I'm curious how, because the Leslie Frazier of it all, his, his, him not being there for this year, and Sean McDermott is going to assume the defensive play calling, all that stuff. He's going to be, it's, it's his defense. Um, but I'm curious how the defense will look, if it'll be the same. I wonder if Buffalo coming up short and in the ways that they've come up short, I wonder if that has a psychological toll. I, I don't know that to be true. I'm sure if Bob Miller would tell me I'm crazy. Um, but watching this team, it's sort of like, okay, at what point is Buffalo going to assert itself and say, no, 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 no. It runs through Orchard Park now. Like, like forget about the Jets, forget about the Dolphins, it's us. And, and it, for a while it was the Chiefs. Now it's like the Bengals. Like the Bengals mm. are, were a better team last year. Like I was there in Orchard Park when Joe Burrow – you know, came in their trap and, took, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like took over their trap. Like mm. the, the Bengals are a team that you just can't overlook. And if I'm Buffalo, they got to do something because they have, they're, they have too much talent to, to, to be so behind the chiefs or the Bengals. So I'm, I'm a little nervous about Buffalo. K- Kmart, I think it's a good I'm, look, I'm looking at this nice watch I have on and, and I can't help but mm-hmm. say, the, the time is ticking for oh, Buffalo. Time uh, is ticking. Is. Time's it ticking is. for us, too. We got to go. K- Kimberly Martin, appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much, even though you agreed with Harry. We still uh, think you're the best. <laughs> uh, have a great weekend. We appreciate you. You too, guys. And that's Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, giving us uh, all, I mean, just just sitting there agreeing with, agreeing with. She is with so it. amazing. Like, oh. she does a wonderful job. All right. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Uh, we're going to keep breaking down uh, something. I don't know. Sports coming up on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. and Harry, the podcast.